0: Two fifty for a highball and a buck and a half for a beer. You are stumbling in once again to the Taken All Wrong podcast. I am JD on the other end of this Skype connection. Is Jeffrick How are you doing this evening, sir?
1: Doing well, my friend. Yourself?
0: Doing very well. And joined again this week. Win or lose, we'll take him either way. It's Mister Frothy Gopher. Good evening.
2: Uh, here we are. Yes here we are. I thought we were, I thought, I thought we were really on to something with only having me on after a loss and it was all going to turn around, but right. yeah, anyway.
0: Well, no. I uh, We're happy to have you back one way or the other as I mentioned last week. Uh, we do appreciate your company, especially heading into the Thanksgiving holiday this week. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of Northwestern. We'll uh, talk a little bit of Wisconsin coming up, but Speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, my bookie is always as always taken all wrong. Is brought to you by my bookie, and my bookie has uh, brought out an insane offer for Thanksgiving. If you sign up for my bookie before Thursday and bet on the spread for the Lions Bears game, you get a refund even if you pick correctly up to two hundred and fifty dollars. So all you have to do is go over to my bookie, create an account, uh, make your first deposit. Uh, If you use the promo code WRONG25, as always, you will get your deposit matched dollar for dollar. Um, But if you use the promo code ARMCHAIR25 this week, if you put $200 on the Lions-Bears games and you lose, they will refund you $200. If you win, they pay you out like normal and you keep your winnings. I have no idea why my bookie is doing this, um, but... You should go out and take advantage of it. Again, it's mybookie.ag. Use the promo code armchair25. Gentlemen, uh, coming off of a game against Northwestern, again, another very cold one for those of us uh, in attendance at TCF Bank Stadium. And uh, really, heading into this game, I think we thought there may be a chance to win. We weren't sure if Northwestern was going to play their starters Uh, We even heard some speculation uh, in the parking lot, in the tailgate lot, before the game that Thorson wasn't going to play. This game had every piece of speculation that you could possibly imagine, and at the end of the day, it probably ended up exactly the way that it was supposed to because Northwestern is who we thought they were. Uh, Being in attendance there, uh, Frothy, we had a lot of opportunity to talk about it. Uh, Give us your impressions on Northwestern.
2: Yeah, we were talking in the tailgate a lot before the game. Actually, at breakfast, that it wasn't nearly cold enough. Very true. For the Wisconsin game, God, it's, just, it's burned on my brain. It hurts God, be, Yeah, I know we're going to get into that later, but I don't want to talk about it anymore right now. Fair enough. But for the, for the Purdue game, it was cold. And I was like, oh, yeah, we need more of that. And the, the forecast was like, oh, it's going to be you know real feel of 14 degrees before kickoff. And I was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And then I got out like, wait a minute, it's not that cold at all. We just needed it to be colder. I don't know, maybe that was it. Anyway, no, Northwestern is what they are. They recruit a certain kind of player for Northwestern, and that certain kind of player is just one that's not prone to make a whole ton of mistakes. They're never going to be particularly sexy. They're never going to put up 60 points a week consistently. They're never going to have an absolutely complete shutdown defense. But... They do the things that you need to do to win games, and that's why I think they're like 14-1 or 1 or 15-1 in their last 15 or 16 Big Ten games. Just they just ridiculous. don't make a whole lot of mistakes, No, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, it was frustrating. So you know, we had those interceptions fairly early in the game, had a couple drop passes that at least one of them probably cost us a touchdown, and you look at that and go, okay, well, you know, we can't continue to make those, and we cleaned things up for the most part, but we were never able to execute terrifically well and all they did was just make play, make play, make play. And it wasn't, they, they weren't amazing plays. It's not like they were going for 60 yards a pop, but when they needed to go over the top, they went over the top. When they needed to get a first down, they'd get a first down. When they needed to sack the quarterback, they sack the quarterback. They just consistently were able to produce and not make the mistakes that, that we made and that ultimately was, was the game. So I, I don't know, there's just not much more to say about it. it uh, they, they came in, they did what Northwestern does, they won the game and the end of the day that's probably why they're the big 10 west champs
0: yeah i i thought they were incredibly disruptive from a defensive standpoint i mean they they and they did little things that are just very disciplined as far as like just putting their hands up every time tanner morgan was throwing the ball and and definitely getting some tips out of it um they didn't do a ton on offense but they were creative when they needed to be that rollout by thorson late in the first half to to really Get the touchdown to answer the Gophers that finally got down to score. I mean, just like you said, most of all, Northwestern is just a frustratingly disciplined team. They don't make any mistakes. They just do not beat themselves. Uh, Jeffrick, what would you add to uh, the discussion of uh, how maddening it is to play against Northwestern?
1: It it is. I mean, I don't think we probably give Pat Fitzgerald enough credit as far as uh, you know the the program that he's built there and the time that he's been there, and it really is kind of a a lot of the way you look at Wisconsin or Iowa with kind of the formulaic way that those those teams built programs, but Fitzgerald's done it the same way. And certainly the last two years, we've yeah. seen it. It's so many so many schools in college football now are going to you know a more open system and high powered offense, and they're trying to score and spread it out and go. And uh, Fitzgerald just said, "Nope, we're gonna, you're gonna we're gonna double down on a tough defense and an offense that's going to control the ball and make mistakes." I mean, I got, you know got the numbers. They had 95 net yards rushing at 2.4 per carry. Their top back and Isaiah Bauer had 85 yards on 29 carries. They only threw for 230. But this is the stats that we looked at before the game, right? It's like they don't do much, but they don't have to because, as you guys have said, they don't make mistakes. They force you into mistakes. They take advantage of the turnovers, and they're fine to win in a game 24-14. They're not looking to blow you out of the water. They just want to get a victory, whether it's by 3 or by 10 or by 17. They do what it takes to get the win.
0: And you talk about that consistency, um, just looking at uh, some of their um, offensive stats and and kind of moving into talking about how our defense played. Um, The the Northwestern Wildcats averaged 23.6 points a game. They scored 24 on us. Mm -hmm. Um, We gave up 325 yards. They gained 350 yards per game. We gave up 230 passing yards. They usually pass for 248 yards a game. And like Jeffrick mentioned, we gave up 95 yards rushing to a team that gives up 101 yards per game. So, I mean, right on Wisconsin, Northwestern's averages um, is sort of what we were able to do from an offensive standpoint, and that was it. And we just weren't able to play uh, well enough to, uh, to overcome that. Let's talk a little bit but, but, about... But earlier,
2: real quick, Jared, sure. earlier in the year, so let's say after the Illinois game, you take those stats, don't you? 100 if, if you just said that, that yep. if that's, you're going to give up less than 100 yards rushing and you're going to give up, what, 230 yards through the air, 325 yards total, you absolutely would have taken that. And so I, I, you know, I know we'll get into this a little bit later, but that to me is the story. right? That we did what we needed to do on defense, and this time, for the first time really this season, the offense just
0: failed to produce right absolutely and and we definitely will get into the offense because i i agree with you 100 percent i think from a defensive standpoint this is absolutely what you would want to see and i i think as a gopher fan even just knowing that this is exactly what northwestern does all the time you would say okay we'll take that like you said and let's let our let's roll the dice with our offense who has typically been able to to create some points um but uh speaking of the defense like we said not a horrible game um northwestern just did what they always do um they just don't make any mistakes it's 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 beating a dead horse at this point to talk about it but from a defensive standpoint um not a not a bad game for the gophers uh either of you have anything specific you want to mention on the defense before we move over to the offensive side of the ball
2: yeah, I mean, I think for me, um, we're we're exposed in that we've got one pass rusher on the team, and, and that's Carter Coughlin. And you, we could, we've done some blitzes, and those have, have sometimes were consistently off the defensive line. The only guy who who gets to the quarterback is Carter Coughlin, and that that isn't sustainable. And eventually, you know, Clayton Thorson. Yeah, I mean, he's been around a long time. He feels like he's one of those eighteen-year super seniors been around a long time, if you give him too much time in the pocket, even as limited as he is, he's, he's going to be able to get some things figured out. And so I think that, in addition to just having some depth issues in, in the secondary, ultimately was one of the differences in the game, but if, if you can't put up points, then you're not going to win. I mean, there's no big surprise there. So I think, generally speaking, the defense did admirably. I think if we had another pass rusher and I think like if Antoine Winfield is healthy I think the game turns out a little bit differently but we're so you know, you give you give the team enough time to 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 get something done and you know you're going to give up some points
0: All right jeffrick any thoughts no it's about where you I think that's
1: about on with what I'm thinking as well. I, just back to what we saw, I was at least encouraged that they had another pretty good performance here against Northwestern, and that's back-to-back games after um, the strong showing against Purdue and that. We'll see if Joe Rossi can coach his way to the job. I think it's you know a lot can depend on what they do against Wisconsin, but at least encouraging to see them have another, another pretty solid game overall defensively.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, moving on to the offense then, which, uh, as we said, uh, we felt could have done more, to win this game um cold day not a lot of creativity gophers just couldn't get anything going uh three point yards uh 3.1 yards per rush uh 6.2 yards per pass just just really not enough to to get it done on this day jeffrick your thoughts on uh what the offense did or didn't do to uh to, to give us a chance to win
1: it's just like everybody picked this game to have a bad day offensively. Um, you know, Green was clearly playing hurt and just was not himself. I mean, he's been performing at an all-conference level, and he was getting beat pretty consistently. Um, but it was more than just him. I mean, that, that strip sack that kind of sealed it for Northwestern in the fourth quarter. It looked like they sent about like six guys. They sent four um as you had mentioned earlier jared they just did a really good job of kind of disguising what they were going to do a bunch of stunts you know sending people from different places offensive line is a whole struggle the ad yeah, green had a, a, t- a tough day whatever is wrong with him we need him 100 percent for the wisconsin game to have any chance but the offensive line as a group struggled um tanner morgan obviously did not have a good day with the with the interceptions and fumbled um and i thought as well for you know for the offense for the calling for shiraka maybe not his best game either if you see your offensive line struggling or you know green's having problems you know they didn't do a lot of rollouts there wasn't a ton of play action we didn't see jet sweeps to try and get them moving or thinking about someone else it was just a lot of um you know hand off up the middle or play action and hope that was enough it, it was just kind of kind of a rough day overall for everybody
0: definitely uh one thing from an offensive standpoint that uh we talked a lot about early in the game, Chris, was uh, Gophers trotting out slant Sam Schluter uh, in number 48, lining him up as a tight end and kind of moving him around to to give them that extra blocker. Uh, any thoughts on that or uh, maybe how they could use it more creatively this week against Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that was beautiful. And that's the sort of creativity that, that you look for, getting an extra blocker out there, putting him at the tight end. I think we were waiting with bated breath for them to let him sneak out and maybe throw him a pass and let you know get a get a fat guy first down if absolutely nothing else but I think with Green hurt that pretty severely limited what they were able to do with Schluter and I think there was Green ended up having quite a bit of help over there throughout the day uh, because he was injured from from the get-go so it's nice to see them do those sorts of things it would be Nice if that was setting up some sort of constraint that they use later, and perhaps we see that against Wisconsin this week, where they showed film on how they were using Schluter, and now they're going to do something a little bit different. But it's good to get him out there. I think he's a, he's a pretty serviceable player. The line is probably better as a unit without him in it, just based on how the guys have played together, which doesn't say anything about him as a player. But it was good to get him out there as an additional blocker. It didn't end up affecting the stats all that much, as the offense was mostly incapable of getting anything going consistently. I mean, they had a few nice plays. They just weren't able to ever string anything to, together, which you hate to use the young excuse, but on the offense at least, it's, it's, it's there a little bit. I would like that they've worked out all the kinks at this point in the season, but if you're just unable to consistently put enough plays together, Northwestern is going to make you pay for
0: that. Right. Um, Want to move on to uh, talking a little bit about uh, quarterback play. Tanner Morgan um i mean decent day right i mean did pretty much did what what uh he could do just just not a lot of like like frothy said not, no way to um really string anything together morgan goes 19 for 32 um 197 yards one touchdown did have the um, two interceptions but uh, continues to to throw above uh, a 50% completion rate um almost 60% in this game. Uh, having said that, gentlemen, let's take a a long uh, look forward. Uh, any thoughts uh, as far as early speculation? Who the starter is uh, Thursday, August nineteenth of next year against the uh, feared South Dakota State, I think Jackrabbits. Um, your your options are basically Zach Anixx Tanner Morgan or uh, incoming uh, freshman Jacob Clark, who will be. Uh, in early enrollee, we'll start with Jeffrick. Uh Who do you think has the inside edge to start next fall? That, that's a revenge tour game against the Jackrabbits, is it not? There's some payback
1: to be had there. That yes. one's cir- yeah. circle. That one, they'll have that one circle in the calendar, no doubt about it.
0: Absolutely. Um, that if that game was uh, in the Jackrabbits Stadium, I can guarantee you the Fargo Dome would be rocking. Wait, <laughs> didn't we?
2: Didn't we? Didn't we beat the? That's a good one, Jerry. I like that. Uh, didn't uh, didn't we beat the Jackrabbits? I thought we lost to USD and we beat the Jackrabbits like sixteen to thirteen.
0: Mean, does, a... does it matter at this point? <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, let's just let's just roll with it.
0: <laughs> Which one did Chris
1: Strebler go to? That was the one. <laughs> that was uh, USD. Like was,
2: that was US, Yeah, that was US,
0: uh, That was USD, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: that's probably that was probably the better one.
0: Again, um, it probably doesn't matter at this point.
1: Oh, so, so quarterbacks, um, it, you know, I, I, we talk about, I think it's even an interesting question for who starts well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, right, if we could pull off an upset for a bowl game, but um, for next year, you saw a bit of, I think, maybe the concerns the staff had with Morgan was a little erratic, um, you know, didn't just didn't throw the ball well, I think in this time as a starter, this was maybe the first game where you're like, oh, I can kind of see why maybe, you know, this isn't. Um, so I, I don't know, as I said, he was under a pressure a lot. He did not have much time to throw. I thought the game plan didn't do him a ton of favors in some ways, but, um, I think a healthy Zach Anikstead, the guy that we saw, you know, early in the season, certainly before he hurt his ankle, um, is a more accurate and more competent passer. And that's probably what they're going to need. Um, we also haven't seen Tanner run as much lately. That was a nice element we saw um, earlier for him, so I, I personally I think I'd give the edge still to Annexed going into next year. That if he's healthy, that he's probably
0: the guy. Frothy, your thoughts? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I
2: actually think that Morgan was the better quarterback kind of period this year. Um, Annexed, I mean, he looked okay in those first few games before he he got his ankle rolled up on. Uh, but I never he was never able to connect on the deep ball uh, at all, and that was a major detriment. I think Tanner came in and immediately was able to stretch the offense a little bit more than it was able to under, under Anikstat. And, it, and I think you hit the nail on the head with his ability to, to run it was far and away better than anything Anikstat was able to do, and, and, and certainly Zach was, was limited with, his, with a sprained ankle. So I, although I like Morgan better this year, I thought he was just the superior quarterback all around. It, we, we saw what I think the big knock on him was, which was the batted balls. And he's just not quite tall enough to be able to consistently get the ball uh, over the over the head of the defensive lineman. Uh, so I think that that's a pretty severe limitation. And Zach, with an extra year in the offense, I think will probably have things uh, figured out a little bit more. Hopefully, the line will be a little bit more solid, and he can stay healthy. So I, I would I would guess that that. Zanuck's dad is probably the, the guy going into to next season. Um, and, you know, I, we could very well see a, a very good quarterback competition in the fall. When When was the last time we could say that? It's been a long time. Maybe, maybe like Marquise Gray and, and Adam Weber um, for the one season that they were here together. Maybe Philip Nelson and Marquise Gray. But outside of that, they're just—we haven't had a quarterback competition in probably ten years. So I'm, I'm most excited for that, and let the best guy win.
0: Right. Uh, as a, as a, uh, <clears throat> the shortest man on this podcast right now, uh, Jeffrick, I think what are you six five? Chris, you're about six seven.
2: No, I'm about 6'5", too. Okay, Jeffrick and so, I, uh, Jeffric and I, see you do I? So
0: you two guys six five, and I'm a shade. Or two or three under six feet myself, it pains me to say it that uh, the, to go against the short guy, but I do think uh, the stature of Zach Aniksted, um certainly is gonna play a role in in that. And I think that, along with just some potential leadership qualities that we've heard about behind the scenes, although Morgan has been uh, has been very good and um, has really shrugged it off when he's faced adversity. Um, I do think uh, we've got a higher ceiling with Zach Anikstead at the helm. And and, um, I I do think that he will end up being our starter uh, come August of 2019. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us as far as uh, talking about this Northwestern game. Uh, We will be right back to talk about uh, looking ahead to heading into Camp Randall and taking on Wisconsin. You're listening to Taken All Wrong. Welcome back to Taking All Wrong. Time to look ahead to the Wisconsin game this Saturday at Camp Randall. The Gophers will travel to Madison for a 2.30 kickoff. want to remind you that Taking All Wrong is brought to you by MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag. Make your first deposit uh, using the promo code WRONG25, and you will be matched dollar for dollar it's mybookie.ag using the promo code WRONG25. Speaking of uh, gambling, heading into this one, uh, Gophers started out as a 10.5-point underdog. The um, The line did move to a half point to 10 points, um, so the Gophers are now just a 10-point underdog. Uh, so getting a little bit of respect maybe, but uh, Jeffrick, we'll start out with you. Any thoughts from a... Uh, point spread standpoint uh how this one stacks up
1: no it well it should be more than that because i i I don't know i i read i swore i read this year and saw from many notable national publications that wisconsin was a championship contender that they were a playoff team this year certainly the gophers wouldn't be only 10 point dogs to a playoff team would they is that right
0: i'm looking at uh i don't I, I I'm looking at this and it's saying that they're 7 and 4 and they lost no, to BYU. I,
1: I one one notable publication definitely said that based off one good bowl performance that Alex Hornibrook was going to be a great quarterback that that was mm. destined to happen. I we I think we've got the wrong information here because I, I believe what the national publications told us. Okay, well,
2: Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated said they have the best offensive line in the country, which is clearly borne out in their eleven and one record. Right? They put them right
1: on the cover. They wouldn't do that if it wasn't true,
0: guys. Uh. No, nope. I, I mean, ESPN's generally got these things right on. I'm seeing 7-4. Uh, 7-4 <laughs> for the Badgers. Uh, let me take a closer look here. Yep, yeah. Yeah, 7-4. and four. I'm seeing losses to BYU. Um, boy, that one was at home. Uh, lost, to no, lost to Michigan. Lost to Michigan. Bad. Uh, lost at Northwestern and uh, lost at Penn State. So, one, two, yeah, that's four losses, guys. Huh? That doesn't sound like uh, championship caliber to me. No,
1: no, it
2: does not.
0: Interesting. Right.
2: B- uh, but, BYU is BYU is really good this year, though. So, oh. kind of a little selector.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. But I, wait. But I'm sure
1: Wisconsin's still. I mean, they're still going to go to the Big Ten title game, right? I mean, they they won the division this year. They're they're going to be a championship team.
0: I mean, BYU's six and five. Uh, I don't know. We I, let, let let's uh, let's say let's this one's going to be a mystery. I don't. I'm not sure we can reconcile this one. We probably should have probably should have done some research on this ahead of time, but uh, anyways uh, none of that uh, withstanding the Gophers do head to Madison this week, they are 10 point underdogs uh, certainly curious uh, about that point spread um, talking amongst some folks after the game uh, I kind of thought it was probably a 7 uh, a touchdown type of game um, I think Hornybrook if we knew Hornybrook was going to be out it would certainly be uh, uh, that type of game, but I think with the, the question with Alex Hornibrook right now, whether or not he'll play coming off of concussion, um, plays into this a little bit. Uh, Frothy, your thoughts as far as uh, a, a spread, the game obviously in Madison, and I'm sure we don't have to talk about the fact that uh, the Gophers haven't beaten uh, the Badgers since... Uh, I mean, since before I was married, let's put it that
2: way. Yeah, I think it was the Nixon administration, wasn't it? I mean, it's been, well, that's assuming that, that Wisconsin football has been around that long. But since they started in 92, I guess it would be the Clinton administration.
0: Again, a lot of speculation. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you do when you haven't won in that long? You just make shit up. Um, yeah, so I don't know about the spread. like. The the whole discussion around what quarterback is going to play just seems senseless to me because when was the last time one of Wisconsin's mediocre quarterbacks had a bad game against the Gophers? It seems like whatever we do, you know, Joel Stave and, God, I don't know, you name it, all the way back to Brooks Bollinger, like, they just consistently have their best game of the season against us. So whether it's Hornybrook or Backup Dude, who actually looked decent toward the end of the Purdue game, he made a couple really nice passes to Danny Davis, uh, who is also really good behind the camera, from what I understand?
0: Yeah. Did, um, did you know that Danny Davis videotaped his uh, his roommate assaulting somebody? People forget that.
2: Yeah, I, people do forget that, and I, I thank you for bringing that. Thank you for bringing suspended that Suspended
0: two games for that.
2: Yeah, it just doesn't just doesn't matter. It's I mean, not, right? it's it's
0: not the code of conduct. Yeah. it's
1: not in their handbook. It's not the code of conduct. Oh, they can't do anything. My
0: bad. It's classy. I didn't. It's yeah, classy football. I didn't read it before we came on. But anyways, go ahead. So yeah, I mean, it's seven
2: points, ten points, fourteen points, fifty-five points. I don't know. It's been so long since we've had any success, particularly in Madison, for more than a half. Thank you, two thousand sixteen Gophers, uh, for giving us, for giving us that one amazing half of football. Um, it's been so long that it's hard for me to 10, ten feet, 10 and a half feels about right. Um, you know, they've been trash. The difference between our trash and their trash is they have beaten the trash teams, whereas we have lost to some of the trash teams. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like th- their their entire offense seems to be uh, Taylor. And he put up uh, 300 plus yards against Purdue last week. That's got me thoroughly terrified. But I don't know. Like it's been so long since we've been able to do anything. If we stop Taylor, it wouldn't surprise me if Horny Brooker backup dude goes for two hundred fifty plus and three touchdowns. I mean, what do you what do you
0: do? I don't know. Right. No, I I do appreciate the uh, facial tick that I've now developed with you rattling off some of the Wisconsin uh, quarterbacks that have looked like first rounders against us. Um, but uh, moving ahead, uh, my mindset, and I've, I've mentioned this, I think, on the podcast, and certainly you guys have heard me say it out loud my mindset is basically i will never ever ever again believe that we can beat that we will beat wisconsin until we do um, if we happen to beat Wisconsin this year, then maybe next year I will believe that we can beat them, but there is no circumstance under which i 'm allowing myself to believe that we can beat them because uh it 's just not worth it and uh the uh, The heart being torn out uh, is is too hard we've got uh some friends that are heading down to Madison again, and uh frothy, you and I talked about it that this past weekend uh we'll, we'll just would not allow myself to do that uh is there any hope jeffrick going into this game
1: uh no well maybe i had to look this up i was in attendance the last time the uh gophers lost by less than a touchdown to the badgers in madison that was back in 2008 um that was a 35 32 loss but that's about as close and that was brewster that was unbelievable that was the second year Yep. second year oh no I do oh, think that probably plays into the 10 and the 10 or 10 and a half point spread too is boy it's been ugly in Madison of late for the Gophers kind of no matter who's been coaching they've it's been pretty lopsided um look I don't know it's been so long um looking at it, it seriously it goes back well into the Mason years 2003 at home is the last time that they won um you know against against Wisconsin period it's been a long time. It's going to take something goofy. It's going to take a why the hell not game. Um, if Green is anywhere close to healthy, the offense kind of functions. Maybe they pull out something, something fun for it. Um, maybe I as said I wouldn't bet on it. Certainly, it's been this long that I'll kind of believe it when I see it. But um, let's let's hope we get a close game. It's competitive in the fourth quarter, and and maybe something crazy happens. That's about the best I can I can come up with.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I, I did want to pose a question. Uh, Gophers 5-2 and two at home this year have definitely played better at home than they have on the road. If you take this game and these seasons have gone uh, basically exactly how they've gone, uh, a 5-6 and six Gopher team, a 7-4 and four Wisconsin team, if this game was in TCF Bank Stadium, how much do you think that changes uh, uh, the, the potential outcome of this frothy?
2: If you'd have asked me last Friday, I would have said it would change it a lot. If you'd have, yep. if you asked me today, I'd say absolutely none. It just doesn't make any difference. There's no chance.
0: Fair enough, Jeffrick. Any uh, anything to add it's on that? That's Exactly what I was going to say before last week
1: against Northwestern. I would have said it would have put it just about on even money, and why the hell not? But after seeing what uh, you know Northwestern with a very Wisconsin-like attitude of just a, you know a strong defense and run it out. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if it's going to make much difference whether it was here or whether it's going to be played in Madison.
0: I I tend to think it would be a closer game. The, The Gophers would be up for it. It would be a good crowd. Um, but sticking with uh my my previous mindset i i just would never be able to believe that that we could win a game until we uh, against the badgers until we actually do so uh, i'm with you guys outcome the same but maybe a little bit closer uh last thing uh, i'm not sure why we do this to ourselves or why uh or, or why it matters but uh let's talk predictions uh jeffrick any predictions for the game score or otherwise pain.
1: Um, I, let's go. Wisconsin has scored uh, 31 points exactly in the last three meetings and have scored at least 31 in every game of this series dating back through the winning streak um, except for 2013 when they won 20-7. to I'm going to say like 31-21. I think it could be rather similar to what we saw with Northwestern where it's close but not quite close enough. Frothy, your thoughts?
2: 42-14. It's never close. Find something else to do.
0: Ouch. Find something else to do. I love that. Sorry, um, I'm going with, uh, I'm I'm stealing a page out of uh, uh, Haji Ma on uh, Twitter. I'm stealing a page out of his book, which is uh, 31-17, because we just always lose 31-17 to Wisconsin. Um, However that happens to go, maybe the Gophers keep it close-ish in the first half. I just can't see a way that... uh, that we cover that spread just because uh, I'm a damaged human being. I think this is a damaged football team. Gophers end the season 5 and 7. Don't go to a bowl game and head into the uh, recruiting home stretch uh, having to battle against the fact that they don't have an extra 15 practices and didn't make it to a bowl game yet again. And P.J. Fleck is on the hot seat with exactly the same people that he was on the hot seat with heading into this season. Gentlemen, anything else to say? heading into the tilt with Wisconsin this week. on oh. talk S-
2: oh. S- S- up on booze before 2:30 on Saturday.
0: Good call Jeff Frick. happy Thanksgiving. okay that's a good one. We can uh, we can be thankful that uh, this game didn't doesn't happen before Thanksgiving so we can enjoy time with our Very family true. and friends on this holiday uh, before uh, before having to uh, drown our sorrows again on Saturday. And uh, obviously, we would all be very happy if the Gophers would prove us wrong. But we have absolutely no reason to believe that that's going to be the case. Well, uh, that's going to do it for another edition of Taken All Wrong. Clink them and drink them. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. As always, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing the podcast. With your friends and family, we always do better the week after a win. So uh, with that and the holiday this week, uh, we thank every each and every one of you that decides to take a moment to uh, listen to the podcast this week. And uh, please feel free to share taken all wrong with your friends and family at the thanksgiving table and if you would take a minute to give us a rating on itunes we would very much appreciate it so for jeffrick for frothy gopher i am jd mill jeffrick take us out stay glassy go gophers better dead than red